This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I'm Daniel. Sergei Rachmaninov is 150 this year. To celebrate, cultural arts events organizer and Manila Pianos artist series go through his oeuvre in a remarkable Rachmaninov festival. This month, the festival enters its third concert, which shines the spotlight on Rachmaninov's chamber music. Not a large body of works for sure, but one that well represents the deeply Russian romanticism of its composer. We were able to spend time with the performers, pianist Mariel Ilusorio, violinist Sara Maria Gonzalez, and cellist John Paolo Anorico, who give us a taste of the music they will be serving and share the process of coming together to present music that is far, far greater than the sum of its parts. Kicking off our program, Welcome cellist John Paolo Anorico and pianist Mariel Ilusorio in the third movement of Rachmaninov's Cello Sonata. Thank you. 
Welcome to the studio. Thank you for joining us in person this time. This is the third installment of this entire festival, so we'd love it if you could tell us a little background. I was invited by Mr. Joseph Uy to mm. perform in this um, festival. Um, I previously worked with him when he presented also me and my colleagues in a piano trio performance. I yes. was also with JP Anorico that time. And mm -hmm. A pianist Rudolf Goles and then now this is their, our second project for the year together mm -hmm. and he said that there's going to be a Rachmaninoff festival and um, actually he was the one who chose the pieces because personally I haven't played any of Rachmaninoff's pieces yet I don't think he has many pieces for the violin very Just little chamber music yes I uh, so we, I played some but as a part of the orchestra mm -hmm. so it's the 150th birthday anniversary of mm -hmm. Rachmaninoff and that's the what we're celebrating in this festival. Speaking of the other musician you've performed with before, JP? I remember on our last concert he was asking me what are my repertoires so that he knows um, what concert 
can I prepare for? And I remember telling him that I practiced and I played in graduation recital the cello sonata Rachmaninoff. Mm. Mm. But uh, his invitation was only for the trio Elegia. So when I saw the cello sonata, I was, okay, I, I need to reverse this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something you had to revive. Uh, could, could you give us a little background of yourself? Because we've had Miss Marielle and Miss Sarah before, but you are a newcomer actually to the studio. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I came from uh, Angono, which is the art capital of the Philippines. And I started playing first violin for five years. We have a foundation there called uh, Angono Youth Symphony Orchestra. Mm-hmm. And my father was actually the president of the board. And mm-hmm. well, he let me join. At first, I want to play the drums, but there's no drums. <laughs> so <laughs> I, was, I was taught the violin for five years. And there comes a time that there's no lower strings for the group. Mm-hmm. So I have to decide if I want to play the cello. I've never regretted it. I fell in love with the instrument easy. Then when I was in high school, I was choosing my career and well I thought I should give it a shot auditioning for St. Scholastica's College Manila and I was admitted and my teacher is Sir Anjo Inakay from then uh, that's history <laughs> yeah yeah we, we've been seeing you on the concert stage yeah. the past three years maybe yeah thank you JP now yeah. Miss Marielle how did you become part of this concert again Joseph Uy yeah of course asked me, <laughs> and I thought okay I think I played the L.A. Jack Trio some years before, mm-hmm. so that's all right. And the cello sonata is a huge, huge challenge for mm-hmm. pianists. And I thought, if I can't manage the concertos, then at least I can work on the <laughs> cello sonata. <laughs> but actually, some people say it's even harder mm-hmm. than the piano concertos. Mm-hmm. Actually, JP and I were talking about that earlier. He did say that quite a few people refuse uh, to play the piano part of the cello sonata. Well, it's nice to take the challenge. Yes, um, wonderful. But, but it requires uh, some sweat <laughs> and uh, more, more time. And I think Joseph only asked me about those two. And then I saw the poster that there's this Morceau de Salon. That I mm. thought, that must be a mistake. Maybe we take it out because... And he said, no, 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 that's included. <laughs> so, wow, yeah. okay, I don't even know these pieces, but okay, no. that's nice. <laughs> So, I mean, it's always nice to learn new pieces. Right. There's, there's so. a surprise for everyone, I see. <laughs> right. Well, you mentioned the challenges of the Rachmaninoff cello sonata. But uh, I suppose we can begin with the piano trio number one. You've played this before. Uh, maybe give us a background of this music. It has an interesting history, at least. But is there anything outstanding about the music you want the audience to take note of? I think the most interesting thing is that Rachmaninoff wrote it when... He was only 19 years old, and he was finishing his studies in Moscow Conservatory. And even before that, he studied in St. Petersburg, and he failed all his classes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and, and his mom and his cousin sent him to Moscow, and the teacher was very strict, and mm-hmm. he was able to shape up. So this was part of his final recital yeah. and open to the public. <laughs> and he wrote it just two weeks before his graduation, before the date, and he wrote it in like three or four days. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing how somebody so young Mm -hmm. can write so quickly. And it's inspired by Tchaikovsky. I think it's very interesting that the main motif is the same as Tchaikovsky's Piano Concerto, but 
inverted. It also is very similar to Tchaikovsky's own trio that ends with a funeral march. And so it shows his deep respect for Tchaikovsky, who was a big influence on him. It's a challenge to play Rachmaninoff, even when we were recording the romance earlier, because Filipinos are always smiling and happy, and, and <laughs> it's not like happy music. It's right, right. really, it's so beautiful, but in a way it's, it's, it's so dark and, yeah, and tragic. We do not have so. the Russians, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was actually thinking of all the, the Russians who I studied with in Germany, thinking, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, because it's like a real... Russian Rachmaninoff immersion for me. I don't mm. normally concentrate on just one composer yeah. for the whole program. Or mm. maybe I did when we did the Beethoven violin sonatas. But there, yeah. it's a very, very big contrast. But with Rachmaninoff, it's this oh seriousness. Mm -hmm. And I can imagine that actually he never smiled. So we need to maybe stop smiling. <laughs> Feel the music more. No, that's an interesting insight. That's something that we see not only in their music, but also in their literature, of course, also in their history. As Miss Mariel mentioned, Tchaikovsky influenced Rachmaninoff a lot. He was a fan of Rachmaninoff, which was very good to see. Very mm. legendary composers supporting mm. younger composers. And mm. also Rachmaninoff is actually a modern composer, right? Yeah. But his works are written in a very romantic style. Mm -hmm. So if you come to the concert and you hear this trio, you will feel how romantic this piece actually, even if he is mm -hmm. a modern composer. Yeah, 20th century composer. Yes. Ms. Muriel mentioned that this is a, a work of his youth. And I think it's important to remember that he doesn't have a lot of chamber music. The cello sonata, I think, was the last he wrote. Yeah. And so close after his tragic first symphony? It's really interesting for me, the start of the sonata. I've played Mendelssohn and Brahms before, and mm -hmm. it always starts with the cello. But here, I just start alone in the instruments, and, mm -hmm. a, and a kind of weird rhythm. Mm -hmm. And then in the middle with the, the violin, and we have a same rhythm but different notes, so kind of really confusing. But when it adds to the music, it's really beautiful. Given that he's not really that experienced for chamber music, it's really beautiful the conversation between the violin and the cellos and the, and the melody of the piano. It's mm -hmm. well written. I can really see the intention of connecting the melodies or sharing the melodies. And But the one challenge for me is the sound of the cellos. Mm -hmm. So when we're rehearsing, uh, I need to speak well and to be heard because when all of us are really giving our piece for the melody and sometimes I'm not heard enough. <laughs> so it's a really a challenge for mm -hmm. a cello because I play mostly on the lower register mm -hmm. here and, and especially on the last part of the L.A. Jack. So it's, it's a challenge for me. <laughs> that, mm -hmm. For yeah. me as well. Yeah. Actually, we are most used to playing in string quartet and we mm -hmm. don't play piano trio enough, I feel. Mm -hmm. So um, this year, I'm so happy that Sir Joseph invited me to play. This is the second project. So right. Even for me, I think I haven't played um, many piano trios before. Mm -hmm. I'm very happy to collaborate with Miss Marielle also. Mm -hmm. um, actually, I really looked up to Miss Marielle because um, she's a very good musician. Mm -hmm. um, ever since I watched her perform solo and then teach also her students are amazing. I even let my students have classes with her sometimes. Mm -hmm. Piano trio, as JP said, it's hard to balance it because yes. it's in the lower register mm -hmm. and I'm in the upper register. Mm -hmm. 
and um, Miss Maria, I think the piano will tie it all together. Mm. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's only right, I imagine, that you defer to Miss Marielle, her being I mean, such a respected musician. And we see a lot of that, <laughs> uh, a lot of back and forth. Uh, so what was it like working with each other? We haven't worked so much yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this recording and interview came as a surprise as well. Like, okay, well, then let's just rehearse there. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Um, but I think the challenge is to really look at your part as just part of the whole because we mm. practice individually right. and it's so different because we just hear our part and we cannot internalize the other parts all the time mm. so and maybe in that way I have the whole score in front of me maybe mm. I have that advantage mm. um, but still it's not it, it's not like I'm hearing their part as I'm as I'm practicing right. I'm really concentrating on my part so you have to know your part so well but you have to also understand how you're all blending into one piece. Mm. So it's kind of like not really that one plus one plus one equals three. It's like one plus one plus one equals one, ten. Still. It's like, ten. Okay. It's like <laughs> dynamic. Right, um, right. And that's the biggest challenge to forget that it's just our parts going together. Like our parts joining together is a lot more than that. And that's, I think, the magic of chamber music, actually. That's the most exciting thing. You can, mm. you can play with a, a child. You can play with somebody 20 years older than you. But mm. it doesn't matter. Mm. You're just trying to make the piece whole and have your own identity in playing mm. the piece as a group. So it doesn't mm. matter if one is more experienced than, mm. than the other, actually. And it, it's more just trying to find out, oh, how can we blend? How can we blend well together? So in chamber music, um, each one has a voice, yes. actually. So... In the end, we decide as a group because sometimes one member's idea may not be the idea of another member. Mm. So then there, we have to make a common decision. I guess easier for the trio because it's always two against one. Or, <laughs> or string quartet, sometimes it's two versus two. Or <laughs> oh yeah, what do you do then? <laughs> My personal goal is how I can make the person I play with bring out the best Mm. In that person, I like to think of it that way as a challenge. Mm. How can I make this person bring out his potential? But then at the same time, there's still the group. How mm. can we as a group be the best that, that we can be? Mm. So each one should give a contribution, actually. Mm. Even if you're playing solo, like what Miss Marielle said, she wants to bring out the best of the person that she is playing with. Um, because whatever you give to the music affects the other person also. Mm. So I think I share the same idea. You have to try to play so that the person you're playing with will also be inspired to play right. his or her best. Yeah. The other important thing also is we are mainly teachers. And yes. for me, it's our goal also to be an example that we cannot just teach. We need to perform also and set mm -hmm. an example to, to our students that mm -hmm. no matter how busy we are, we're still trying to progress and step up mm -hmm. as performers in any way we can. I also play mostly as a part of an orchestra. And the challenge there as a section, like for the cello, is to be one sound. So mm -hmm. it's not really your identity, not your sound, but more of a collective. That's what I really like here in playing chamber music because it's really your sound, it's really your expression. 
and whatever you give it comes from you not from the whole section or other people so mm-hmm. it's really good to hear yourself even sometimes <laughs> yeah it's more democratic yeah. it's more democratic in the chamber orchestra in the orchestra it's more um, dictatorial right, right. <laughs> honestly speaking yeah. right 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 so you you just have to follow the conductor mm-hmm. and be one with the section you mm-hmm. cannot like overexpress because mm-hmm. you have to sound as a yeah. section So it's very different. For chamber Mm. music, you have more... Freedom. You can be more creative. If there is one thing you want your listeners to appreciate about Rachmaninoff's chamber music, what would that be? I really like Rachmaninoff, all of his compositions, especially on the short pieces. As a listener, I really want to hear all the melodies, really beautiful melodies. Mm. I think it does not need to do much more effort but really <laughs> <laughs> on appreciating Rachmaninoff because it's really pleasing to the ear <laughs> like, mm-hmm. all the melodies are not too complicated so that's what I want people to appreciate on how beautiful the melodies are I agree his music is very approachable even if his name is hard to pronounce <laughs> so, the piece that I'm playing with Miss Marielle more through the salon mm-hmm. has two parts so yeah. the second part is really lively and something that is easily understood by the audience. Mm. For me, I think Rachmaninoff's music is full of just a a big generous heart, Mm. even though he didn't smile. But heart is just more than smiling. It's, It's so deep and he went through so much suffering, even as a young child. I think his father... Um, squandered the family fortune Mm -hmm. and they were left in poverty and with hardships Mm -hmm. and his parents separated, his sister passed away. And then he went into this big depression and out of this depression, I think we didn't um, touch on the history of the cello sonata, Mm -hmm. then he went into psychotherapy and the doctor told him every day you're going to compose a great concerto. Mm. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be the best. And after the second concerto came, and it was such a big success, and after that he soon followed, he had so much confidence in Mm -hmm. what he had achieved, and the cello sonata came. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's a very good example of what beauty can come out of suffering. I mean, I've had some maybe dark moments in the past months, but then when I was practicing the Rachmaninoff, Mm I thought, oh, this is going to carry me through. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's so comforting uh-huh. and it's uh-huh. such a big challenge. And there's so much heart mm-hmm. in it through suffering, through depression. It's not just happy, let's say, like Haydn's music is mm-hmm. very healthy. Yeah. He lived a very satisfied life. So there's so much happiness in his music. I'm mm-hmm. not putting him down. Yes, but with Rachmaninoff, it's this beauty that comes out of darkness and we can appreciate that and we can be inspired by that. That hardship can actually produce the best and it's just food for the soul.
Violinist Sarah Maria Gonzalez and pianist Mariel Ilusorio in the Romance from Sergei Rachmaninov's Morceau du Concert, Opus 6. Earlier, we heard Ilusorio and cellist John Paolo Andorico in the Andante from Rachmaninov's Cello Sonata. All three will perform in the third concert of the Rachmaninov Festival, mounted by Cultural Arts Events Organizer and Manila Pianos Artist Series. Featuring Rachmaninov's chamber music with the Monceau du Salon, the Cello Sonata, and the Piano Trio No. 1. The concert happens September 30, Saturday, at the Manila Pianos showroom, Ronak Lifestyle Center, Paseo de Magallanes, Makati. 
For more information, contact 0918-347-3027 or send an email to josephui2004 at yahoo.com. That is all for this Maestro Filipino, DZFE's weekly feature for fine music in our locale. Each episode airs Saturday at 12 noon, the following Sunday, 12 midnight, and lastly, the next Thursday at 8 in the evening. Maestro Filipino episodes are uploaded every week on our SoundCloud and Spotify channels. Once more, this is Daniel, and thank you for listening.